How's that? I think that's good, yeah. So I, can I talk at this level? You can talk at that level, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you, um, we should probably, uh, this, is a, this is a new thing, isn't it? It is. We only have one mic. It's one mic. You're going to complain about the setup again? Or no, it's, it's okay. Is it, do you know why we've only got one mic? Something you did wrong. <laughs> I forgot remember. to bring it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but this is, uh, this is new because it's, um, we're outside. We are outside. outside broadcast. We are in Folkestone on that rainy, rainy Saturday. It's not raining now. Well, not now, now. It's very wet, though. It's not wet either. It's just a bit um, drizzly, oh. is the word, isn't it? It's okay. classic English drizzle. You're so upbeat <laughs> about everything. My goodness. What it's lovely. I love Folkestone. I love Folkestone. And it was my idea to come, wasn't it? It was your idea to come. We, we are... Uh, we hopefully you can hear the seagulls in the background. We are right on Folkestone Harbour. That's we'll right. We're the Harbour Arm. We've just been for a walk. Yeah. How, how, how much did we do? We've already done 10 kilometres. That's right. Although we did have to bail from the, the, the official coastal <laughs> path because... Well, what did you, maybe you should describe how it was. Muddy and dangerous. <laughs> but then we did discover that um, the whole walk was... The whole area is, uh, is landslip, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You have to come prepared. Sadly, we're not. I have two blisters on my my feet. We probably should get to the uh, the reading yeah, thing. So, so look, so look. Uh, the reason why, uh, well, this if people are listening to this, is because we decided to publish it. It does feel very. <laughs> this one does feel a bit self indulgent. Okay. Okay. Because of what I'm going to ask you to read is kind of about me. What well, something I did. It's an right? erotica piece. No, no. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's so far from that. Something you, are, you did as in you wrote. You're going to be massively disappointed. You wrote massively this. Disappointed. Well, the reason why, the reason, okay, we're in Folkestone. So I picked this. I wasn't planning to pick this as the next one. But because we're in Folkestone, I thought, well, this would be too good an opportunity to miss. Okay, so what you're going to read about has a Folkestone connection, but it also is to do with me. Okay. Oh, okay. So... I want you to... Are you going to explain to me why? Has it to do with you? Yeah, so, oh, so you wrote it. Yeah. So I wrote this. So maybe I should get you to read the whole thing first, and then I'll explain what it okay. is. <clears throat> so hold on, hold on. We've got a bit of an audience here, so they're just moving okay, past. Let, so. Them, let them walk. So, uh, Cynthia, read it to me. Expertise and complexity in the policy-making process. Abstract. Expertise is undoubtedly a feature of policy areas in contemporary societies. Inputs or formal knowledge are important components of the policy process. The post-1945 period in Britain has witnessed a, <laughs> a proliferation and diversification. Oh my God! Diversification. Diversification in both the number and type of expert and expert group used in policy areas. This poses theoretical and empirical difficulties for any analysis of the role and influence of expertise. Recent attempts to deal with the issues of power and influence in policy areas, such as policy network theory, failed deal adequately with individual variables such as expertise. The thesis focuses upon expertise in the policy process, 
the nature and reasons for its influence and the subsequent democratic and normative implications raised by such an analysis. The thesis makes an assessment of the various definitions of both expertise and the expert, as well as a thorough examination of policy network theory and technocracy. Moreover, the nature of expertise is examined to demonstrate how expert influence may alter at different levels in the democratic process. It is contented, 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 contended, contended that complexity and the corresponding requirement of legitimacy are the primary reasons for the use of expertise in policy areas. This analysis is placed in historical context since 1945, a period which, was, which has witnessed alterations in both the nature and type of expert and expert group. The level of demand for expertise and the reasons for that demand made by policymakers for expert input. This theoretical and historical overview is utilized in the analysis of two distinct case studies of policy subsectors. The case of air pollution and asthma, and the sitting, sighting, sighting, the sighting of the route of the Channel Tunnel rail link. <laughs> Although distinct in nature. It is shown that within both of these policy areas, expertise operates on a limited mandate as a result of complexity and a required requirement of legitimacy. And furthermore, that the primary effect of the complex nature of the policy-making process and the corresponding use of expert knowledge to legitimate policy is on the level and type of political participation. Matthew Childs, April 1998. Got the full name out there. Oh, oh God, yeah. Is that allowed? You have to do a beat. <laughs> so that is, um, is that's the abstract for my thesis. Is this your PhD? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. You read that very nicely. Did I? That, I don't think I've ever had anybody read that out loud. I'm probably the only person to have read that out loud, really. But you remember, you're the, no, actually, you're the first person to read that out loud from start to finish. How do you feel? That's really nice. Now explain. <laughs> Explain it. Yeah, I want to know a bit more about the Channel Tunnel Rail Link. Okay, so the reason why, obviously, the Channel Tunnel Rail Link obviously starts in Folkestone. Yeah. So the, do you want me to explain the, explain the thesis? Well, in, you know, Lehman terms. Lehman's terms. terms. Lehman okay. Terms. So really it was looking at, uh, this is back in uh, mid-90s. So how does, how does policy get made? How do things actually act? You know, how, do, how does government do its work? So I was exploring whether... Um, expertise is used in a small way or a large way to develop policy. So obviously people vote for politicians and politicians make, make the laws and things, but how much how much is expertise used in that policy-making process right. to legitimate what, what people are doing? So obviously at one end of the scale, you have none at all, where you're just making political decisions based on, on politicians' whim. Yeah. And at the other end, you have technocracy which is sort of ruled by technical means alone. We'll just leave it to the experts to decide. And obviously everything, there's sort of everything in between. So I was exploring that idea and about how policy was made. And there was a big theory in the 1990s called policy network theory, where it felt the power, power was rested within networks of people rather than individual institutions. And I explored that yeah. and sort of picked that apart, really. It sort of was debunked, really. And then I thought, well, how am I, going to, how am I going to demonstrate that? So I was encouraged to look at, you know, take some policy areas and assess how expertise was used 
in those particular areas. And one of them was on air pollution and asthma, and it looked at how uh, how policymakers throughout sort of the last hundred years or so had used expertise to determine public policy in that area. And the other one yeah. was on the siting of the route of the Channel Tunnel Rail Link, in particular the environmental assessment for the Channel Tunnel Rail Link route. So how they made a decision to do it here? How they made a decision to, to place the route where they did, not where it ended, obviously in Folkestone, but the route from London to Folkestone. Okay. So I looked at that and the decisions that were taken, the various reports that were done and things like that, but really how expertise was used and really assessing how much of it was a purely political decision and how much it was a technical one. How much was one and how much was the other? I think broadly, probably extend that within air pollution and asthma, that, I mean, I was contending there, I think I said limited mandate, but there was more, uh, slightly more towards an extended mandate for experts within air pollution, okay. but a, 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 I think more limited one within uh, for, for the title of the channel tunnel rail link because obviously people's how houses are involved and yes. things like that so public i mean you could argue both public health issues but um that's what i was doing yeah for oh, wow. for five years very good that was really did i say there what did i say so i said uh although distinct in nature it is shown that both that within both of these policy areas expertise operates on a limited mandate as a result of complexity and a requirement of legitimacy so in a sense, because things are public policy making is complicated mm-hmm. and you need people to help make those decisions. But experts are also brought in, not necessarily just to help with the complexity, but to provide legitimacy for a decision. So we can't just decide on our own. What do experts think about yes. this? We've got to check in with these ideas. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's what it was. So oh, very good. Yeah, so there oh, you go. 98, you're very busy. So nice. <laughs> Obviously, you wrote this in 98. Today, how much of this would you say you will use chat GPT? How, how very dare you to do an entire 90,000 word thesis? Well, you would give Chad DPT some direction. Well, actually, that's a very good point. I mean, I wrote, obviously, I wrote the abstract last because yes. obviously you've written and finished yeah, the yeah. whole thing. But I bet you could probably use Chad GPT to <gasps> put in 92,000 yes. words and then it would come with a 300 word abstract. abstract. Of course you would. I'm not saying you'll be better than this, but you know. <laughs> so that was April '98. I actually, actually got got it in '99. Uh, was when it was actually no 2000. It was awarded, but it was a good four and a half years of my, uh, well, no more than that, four and a half, well five done. years of my life. Yeah. Well done. Was this a subtle way to tell to tell everyone who listens to this that you are a doctor? <laughs> it I wasn't. Have to call you doctor. No, well, as I said, I, I was wondering whether it is it too self-indulgent. Is this? I mean, we talk about our, our favourite and famous piece of writing. Is, I'm not sure this really counts. Or my, I suppose counts. one of my favourites. Yes, of course it counts. Should I bring something that I wrote next? I think maybe. Maybe I've paved a new a new path. I suppose the key question is: you've read the abstract. Would it would it encourage you to read the you whole would. thing? I have to say, you would. Yes. Well, maybe we can look forward to future for further passages then. <laughs> <laughs> that what you eventually wanted to do with the show isn't it i'm just gonna read oh my god abstracts uh, pages from matthew's thesis yeah wow look at you learning more about you every day so we um should we maybe get out of these soaking wet clothes yes please let's eat (laughs) let's go to the pub